When the arid American West claims a life, it doesn't go to waste. The cleanup crews source high above the ground, looking for new ways to cleanse the earth. This biological catharsis not only fills bird bellies and removes unsightly carcasses, it also returns precious nutrients to the ecosystem. But in the West, every calorie counts, and using even death to preserve life is necessary in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's 30 minutes of interesting animal info for you, the listener. I'm Joe. Nine Carlos. And today we're talking about a big black buzzard that binges on bear beef. But more on that later. It's really hot in here. Yeah, it is. It's, it's hotter than normal in it's, here. It's toasty. Yeah. It's but you know, where, you know what? We need to get into the theme, which it's, is the American West, where the, it gets hot. It's humid here, though. That's the problem. I guess, yeah. So St- it, it, stuffy. It doesn't really match up, but it's hot, so we'll we'll take it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but we're talking about the California condor. It. We are. We sure are. That's as west as it gets. You can't even get any more west in the world than that. Than California. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently, because people in Japan will call people in California the West. Which is true. Yeah, well, it's always true. <laughs> yeah, it's always true. It is true that they are west of them. Yeah. And it is true that they're east of them. Exactly. It's because But of... you can get there faster if you go east. True. So it's all about that map. Yeah. But it's the California condor. That's does... why South Floridians aren't the south. We're so far south, we're north again. Yeah, it's kind of this awful, awful reverse situation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the California condor, condor, or as we're going to call it, all right, let's see if I can do this. The cathetered cathartidae. Excuse me? Yeah. Gross, okay. The old bold golden state mold. <laughs> it's an old bird lives for a long time. True. It's and and as and it scares away scavengers from its Did you say bold bold, bold or bold? Old bold golden state mold. <laughs> And Condor Lisa Rice. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. It's an old board. <laughs> yeah, I was going to do the board thing, but I didn't <laughs> think that would go over well. But let's talk about where how this thing is classified. It's in the kingdom. You know it. You love it. You're in it. It's kingdom animalia. Mm-hmm. Phylum is chordata because it has a spine, mm-hmm. a hollow one. Yep. The class is aves. It's a bird. We've been doing a lot of birds. Yeah. We have bird brain recently. Yeah, we got some more this season. <laughs> Do we still? <laughs> well, we do. We definitely have some birds. At least we one. might not have as many birds yeah, as we think. currently have. <laughs> we might switch it up. up. That cassowary really threw us off. <laughs> <laughs> um, the order is Accipitriformes, which is the raptors, as we mentioned earlier mm-hmm. um the family is cathartidae the cathartid cathartidae why cathartid because it pees on its legs okay well it's not cathartid it maybe it needs to be yeah it needs to be <laughs> <laughs> it's incontinent has, it has to do with pee so yes um the genus is let's do this gymnopchipus gymnopchipus yeah, pretty much. I heard somebody say it today in a video. It's G Y M N O Gymna, 
like gymnasium. And then G-Y-P-U-S, Gypus, like gypsy. So Gymnopgypus. Gymnopgypus? Mm, nope, gypsy. Yeah, well, I'm in your chair, so I can say. <laughs> <laughs> we say have, the we have switched things. chairs. I'm computer man now. <laughs> <laughs> I am in control of the space bar. Um, and then the species name is Californianus. Californianus. Mm-hmm. So, what's, so what's the binomial name again? Gymnopgypus Californianus. <laughs> yeah. All right, that was the hard part. Okay. The rest of this is going to be easy. All right. So, where does this thing live, this California condor? Where could it possibly live? Who knows? Japan. We don't even know. <laughs> um, it lives in California. Duh. It does. Do you know where it used to live? Lots of places. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere in the continental United States. Really? Even in even here? As far as, like, New York City. As far as the east is from the west? Yeah. So far did the condor fly. <laughs> uh, well, right now it lives in parts of semi-southern California, northern Arizona, small parts of Mexico near Tijuana, and Utah. Mm-hmm. That's because there ain't a lot of these guys. Nope. Do you know how many? Yes, I do. Okay, I will, I will wait. We'll get there. I will wait. Let's talk you. about... <laughs> we were talking about Mumford earlier. We were talking about the Lumineers earlier, and you said they were a sad, boring Mumford. They are, yeah. <laughs> it's a sloppy Mumford. They are, yeah. That sounds delicious. A lethargic Mumford. I, w- I will go to Four Rivers and order a sloppy Mumford. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like yeah, like a pile of grits and meat. Mm, that is good. This is a, that's, a, that's a bucket of good barbecue. It is. Um, But let's talk about what the California condor looks like. The condor is essentially a giant vulture. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about what a vulture looks like. Mm -hmm. Well, vultures are already pretty big. It's a new world vulture. They're all over the place. Yeah, there's vultures all over the place. Mm -hmm. They're in Africa. They're in Europe and Asia. In that there are new world ones and old world ones. I was like, I I don't think there are monkeys endemic to North America. I thought you were saying that they were everywhere. Well, no, they're in the Americas. Yeah. Just the South ones. <laughs> All of those South Americas, <laughs> Southern ones. Um, so the California condor is covered in jet black feathers from the base of its neck uh, to its tail, except for patches of white under its wings. Its legs and feet are grayish, and it has an Elizabethan frill uh, on its neck, like my dog does. Yeah. <laughs> I told I'm saying I'm telling you listeners he thinks his dogs look like every animal. No, I'm not, I don't think that the <laughs> vulture looks like my dog, he, but he I, looks like a little like like a, like a little condor. I think that both of them have Elizabethan frills on their neck like they're about to raise the roof on the Globe Theater with some mad prose and soliloquy. <laughs> Globe Theater. Okay. I've been there. I haven't. I didn't go inside. I just looked at it from the outside, and I was like, that's a lot of moss on the roof. Um, so the condor's head is weird, wrinkly, and featherless, like the cassowary. It has baggy skin that's a brownish-pinkish color with occasional patches of bright yellow. Um, it might also have a bright pink-red-slash-red patch on its throat. Mm-hmm. So it's like this. It's like a naked mole rat up there. It's, it's weird. It's wrinkly. It's... It's bald, 
and uh, it's it's unnerving. Every bird with no feathers is ugly. Yeah, yeah, it's not supposed to be like that. Even owls, unless you're that are you like know, bald vulture type situation. Yeah, and there's a reason why they're bald. Yeah, but the the condor can blush something fierce. Like blush? It, yeah, it can like it can turn bright red, like in flush. It can like pump oh. blood to its head. Ugh. Um, but and some scientists think that it's a form of communication. It's like an emotional response. I wonder if it's embarrassment. If, if that's the if that's the emotion. So it's like oh, I just peed on myself. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, I bright I, red. I haven't had any water, and I can't pee on myself, and that's something that condors look, you know look up to that's true yeah and now i'm blushing <laughs> and and, I, and i'm the pack leader and now i'm now i'm being deposed by someone who can be on themselves i don't know if there's packs but <laughs> <laughs> there's flocks murders we should figure out what we should totally have a segment where we talk about how like what the name of a group of something is that would be good i don't think these guys group up as much unless there's just like a kill there's or, gotta or be a like a, a word for a group of them could be buzzards. Yeah, um, they also have a white-tipped, sharp beak with beady black eyes and tiny holes in their heads for ears. Mm-hmm. Lastly, they are the largest North American bird. But I'll let you torture us with the details. Well, first of all, it's the second largest North American bird. The Albatross isn't North American, is it? No. But the uh, trumpeter swan is bigger in in weight and wingspan. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Yeah, I did read that today. I feel like I read the opposite. I read that it's second to that. But while you confirm... California condors are the have the largest wingspan of any North American bird, according to this Wikipedia page. Uh-huh. They are surpassed in body length and weight only by the trumpeter swan and the introduced mute swan. The American white pelican and whooping crane also have longer bodies than the condor. So it doesn't have... It, other other birds have longer bodies and Bigger in other are ways. heavier, but this has the largest wingspan. Gotcha. Anyway, speaking of size, that brings us to the listener's favorite part of the show, the part of the show where we convey the the size and measurements of the animals. We relatably convey the relatable size and relatable measurements in relatable terms. Yes. Relatably. The most relatable terms. And it's also the part of the show that's introduced by you, the listener. We don't have any new Measure Up intros this week. (coughs) Sorry, I had something stuck in my throat and it was disappointment. (laughs) Uh, But instead of doing a new one, we're going to reach back into the archives and pull some of our favorites. uh, One of our favorites, which is uh, from... Megan, who I forgot to say the last time we used it. Uh, this is from Megan from Ona Lit Class. She also has a podcast. It is not for the faint of ears. age. Faint of ears. 
Yeah, same. Faint of age. Same. I think we said. I guess little age. kids have faint ears too. They're small. Is that could that? They're is tough. that allowed? Can they're, I say that? They're tough to see. They're, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. They're partially translucent. Yes, it's not for kids, but it's funny and about literature. Yeah. And humorously irreverent. And she likes Measure Up just as much as I do. She loves Measure measure Up. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Measure Up, you monster. (laughs) Nice work. Megan, you really showed how much you loved it. I... I really felt the warmth. Sympathize. (laughs) Actually, I think she sympathizes. Yes. Well... She sympathizes with uh, all the people that can't hear this beloved segment. Um, let's move into Wingspan, the coveted slot as long as Wingspan. We've just uh, confirmed. Um, it's 9 to 10 feet. Dang. Yeah. It's not the longest Wingspan in the world. That goes to the, yeah, in the, wandering, in the, America. the wandering albatross. with a, they, They're unconfirmed specimens with 17-foot wingspans. Too big. It's too, it is too big. <laughs> yeah. it's just, they had to bring it down. The ancient mariner had to bring it down. <laughs> uh, let's go with 10 feet. How many condors go into the north to west length of California? North to west? Yeah. <laughs> north to south. Sorry. Why did I write well, west? It does like an L shape, so I don't know if you want to take it from the top like to where it meets the ocean if you drew a straight line down. North to south or south to north. Either one's fine. Length to length. Now, is this by is this how the um, the condor flies, or is this if you took the I don't know what whatever road goes through? I'm the, assuming it's like ground. The distance. 405, I think, goes. No, the it's not the length of the 405, because that would be longer. Because it's probably not. Or if you drove along the 405 from Tijuana to whatever city is in Oregon, right on the other side of the border. No, probably just like straight ground distance. As the, as the crow flies. Well, no, because that's, the crow flies over. Well, because we were talking about before, how in aviation distances are different because, because of the curvature of the earth. Right. So not as the crow flies, unless the crow flies like above, like hovering over the ground. Yeah, it does. Okay, then good. Then the as the this particular crow flies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still confused. I don't know. I either either well, one wouldn't help me. I don't think that'll help me either. Well, California raises more turkeys than any other state, and that's not an that's not even a political joke. That's not even a joke about bowling. <laughs> I'm sure Californians are great at bowling, though. I think I thought it was a, I thought it was about their bowling. Although, getting a turkey in bowling is good. So if they get yeah. a lot of turkeys in California, that means they're good bowlers. Exactly. That's what I was saying. Turkeys is three strikes in a row. Yeah. It's a hat trick. It's the it's the opposite of what you want in baseball. Right. Which is an anti-hat trick. <laughs> which is a beanie trick. Um, why turkeys? Because they also have weird looking faces like condors? Yeah, sure. It's a bird. It's a California bird. Okay. California bird. Is it the Cali- is it the California bird? Is it the turkey? I don't think so. That'd be. I think the California bird is a bear. The California bird is a <laughs> is is the grizzly bear. Yes. No, it's not. I'm gonna say it's a thousand miles. That's all I got. 
I mean, it's a little bit. It's about half, halfway up mm-hmm. that western coast. So okay. Um, and this is ten feet. If we were working with the metric system, this would be just a matter of zeros, but it's not. <laughs> so we're gonna have to do some extra math. So that means five. A little more than 500 of them, 510 of them-ish, go into a mile. And then we're just going to add three zeros to that. 500,000, final answer? 510,000. Okay. Well, that seems ridiculous. But yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay. It seems ridiculous that only 510,000 vultures laid end-to-end would be the entire length of California, but whatever, I'm going with it. The answer is 443,000. Oh, wow. It was not far off. It was probably off of my guess. About 100 times more than are actually living on Earth. That's the length. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's 840 miles long. Not 100 times more. 1,000 times more than are living on Earth. Yeah, true. No, there's 400 living on Earth. Yeah, and we're talking about 400,000. You're right. Uh, okay, so weight, 81 to 31 pounds. 31 pounds is a big flying bird. Yeah, it is. It's like a toddler weight. Wait, you said 81 to 31 pounds? 18 to 31. Okay, got it. I did say 81. You did say 81. I can't do numbers right now. <laughs> 18 to 31 pounds. Let's go with 31 pounds because that's the most interesting of the two numbers. How many condors go into the weight of a 10-foot saguaro cactus? Is that one of those iconic cac- cactuses? It's a cactus of the West. Cactopotalicious? Uh, uh, <laughs> the, here's a hint. The cactus stores water in spongy material to prepare for droughts, which cause the cactus to expand. Is this a water-laden cactus? I don't know. What's the velocity of an unladen swallow? <laughs> this particular cactus is is ready for a drought. Okay. <laughs> uh, they're really tall. They can be like twenty feet high in some instances. I think. Full of water. It's got to weigh a lot. It could. It's got to weigh like. I'm gonna say it weighs three thousand pounds. And I'm going to say that the answer is 100. 3,000 pounds? Yeah. Okay. Trying to trying to sniff me off the scent, but I've, I've got this. 100. 100 um, condors. So you are... Um, so the, the these these can be up to like 20 feet high. I said a 10-foot high one. And you're oh, you said a 10-foot high one? Yes. Oh. I'm sticking with it. Okay. Well, the answer is 29 condors. Oh, wow. That's a lot lighter than I thought it was. So uh, the, this, the, these cactuses can be a ton full, fully grown. And you guessed a thousand more pounds than a ton. Uh, but the, they're 900 pounds a foot. So 10 feet. Or not, not 900. What? <laughs> they're 90 pounds a foot. 900 pounds Goodness, would be 10 feet. Numbers are not our strong suit. Not today. Can we, can we move away from them? <laughs> anyway, 29 condors go into the weight of a... Pretty heavy cactus that is a lot lighter by comparison to your assumptions. I was assuming this 20-foot tall cactus that was 
full of water, and I was like, that's got to be super heavy. No, it's just a 10-foot one. It's 90 pounds per foot. Okay, that's, that's whatever, lightweight, literally. I still don't want a cactus to fall on me for so many reasons. Because <laughs> it's sharp and heavy. Uh, I, That's all I got. Hooray! We're done with slogging through the numbers. I love the numbers. No, you don't. I mean, I do love the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you mean? All right. Let's go back to talking about the condor. We've been talking about the no, condor. No, we haven't. Um, so since this, we've talked about this thing living in California, Arizona, Mexico, and Utah, this thing, the condor, con- condor leaves of rice, Heard of them. loves arid climates with sparse shrubs as well as forests and oak savannas, which I didn't know what an oak savanna is, but it's that like really the rolling hills with like a couple trees on it, that bucolic American Plains Western countryside. Okay. And uh, it looks really nice, and I want to go visit one one day. I think I had a bucolic when I was a baby. <laughs> Baby's bucolic. <laughs> it's wearing overalls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> All right, let's finish this off with some fast facts since we're running out of time. Uh, they only lay one egg per clutch, which is kind of unique for a bird. It's a clutch egg. Yeah. It's, if you're the egg that gets hatched, you're cl- it's clutch, <laughs> clutch hatch. Um, they can live for up to 60 years and reach sexual maturity at age six. Both of those factors have partially led to the severe decline in population. That... Um, and the fact that they eat carrion, which is dead animals. They're scavengers. Um, and they can get lead poisoning by eating an animal that has been shot with a lead bullet. Also, they're, like I was mentioning earlier, they have featherless heads for a reason. That's because they, to eat, they stick their heads in the bodies of decaying animals. Same. You stick your whole head in the body? That's the, I stick my that's, I stick that's my the, face in the bodies. The, no, you stick the you stick it in the body in your face. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's true. the way you eat. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, but to avoid having rotting flesh like cling to their heads and possibly get horrible infections from it, mm-hmm. they do not have feathers on their heads. Right. Okay. Um. So they'll they'll also sometimes be, feed their babies trash. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is that a commentary on their cooking <laughs> I, I was going to come up with some like pop culture reference or something like that but I was like nah never mind like they feed their babies trash like the Lumineers <laughs> <laughs> jeez the Lumineers are so bucolic we don't need to go after this folksy music we much. feed it to a baby you're going to have a bucolic baby <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens full circle okay um but so yeah, feeding your baby trash does not do much for its survival rate. Trash in what sense? Like plastic? Yeah, like stuff that they find. Okay. And that that doesn't go down well. It's not easy to digest, even with their super digestive enzy- enzymes, uh-huh. enzymes that allow them to uh, digest, uh, like rotten flesh. In fact, some so here here's another reason why they their population declined. Some cattle ranchers would see condors eating uh, like a dead calf and assume that the bird killed the calf and then just go on a killing spree. It's a big scary bird. Yeah, it's like there there's a you know, a 10-foot bird over my, you know, 5-foot calf. 
definitely killed it. But that's not the case. It probably died of something else, and the bird um, came and Found ate it. it. They 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 often like will scare away uh, like coyotes or um, other birds that have like owls and things like that that have that have killed an animal, and then they'll they'll just eat it. Although the exceptions were bears that don't care and golden eagles, which will attack them right back. Yeah, and we've talked about the golden eagle before. Which is an, another reason why the population declined of, of the California condor because it doesn't stand a chance against the golden eagle. Well, also the golden eagles predate their uh, chicks. Yeah, and they only have one per clutch. Yeah, so, um, and it takes them six years to reach sexual maturity so that they can have another one. <laughs> it takes a long time for this uh, this species to what. So they, they they don't have a chick wait six years have another another one no for that chick oh for to a, the grow baby. up and be sexually yes. mature to have okay. another one yeah, yeah no no yeah um so because of all of these factors the population dwindled to just twenty two birds yep and the government just captured all of them <laughs> the government's like we could either let these guys go extinct um or we could just just take them all so they did and. <laughs> On Easter you, Sunday, you birds are under arrest for not making it out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in 1987, on Easter Sunday, they captured the last one, and um, they, f- I guess, fostered their Why population. Why were you working on Sunday? Yeah, that is. They were violating the Sabbath to save some boids. <laughs> um. But now there are almost 450 in the wild and in captivity. With about half and half, I think I remember. How much? 450, yeah. But it went from 22 to 450 in, what, the last 30-ish years? Yeah. So, that's pretty great. Did you um, learn anything about, like, how they did it and stuff? Nope. I saw a a hand puppet that looked exactly like like a vulture's head. So, they would, like, try not to, like have any uh, as little human interaction with them as possible and then they would also have um adult vulture mentors like teaching younger ones how to be a vulture they get paid overtime yeah and they also train them not to go near um power lines yeah that was another reason why they would Yeah, that was another reason why they would die is because they would run into <clears throat> power lines. Um, do you have anything else to say about that? The rehabilitation? Nope. Uh, so the last thing I have is that the Californian Native American tribe, the Wyatts, believed that the condor recreated mankind after a old man, otherwise known as <clears throat> Guda Trigaquitil, Okay. Wiped out the humans with a flood. Oh. So a completely separate uh, flood story. That, from what I can tell, of uh, like, came about independently of Gilgamesh and the Bible. Yeah. Seems like there may have been <laughs> a big old flood. A big old flood. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's a couple different flood narratives in, yeah. in history and different cultures. But above old man, that's what they, that's what they, the Wyatts call God, above old man. <laughs> okay. 
Gudatrigaquitil. Above old man. Okay. All right. Ready for the majors of facts? Yes. In this episode, Uh, the California condor isn't optimized to live in the modern American West. Good. See you next week, ladies and gentlemen. In the podcast. (laughs) Um, the like you were talking about, the birds have been on the the, on the decline since the 1800s and possibly even before that. Um, and uh, there's a couple of overlap things that I'm just going to skip through the things you've already said, but they also, um, besides the, like bullets, them eating bullet like fragments and then getting lead poisoning, mm-hmm. they would also get poisoned because, uh, Western settlers would poison pest animals. Like, oh. um, I think they would all like, there's a thing where I don't know if they did this in the American West, but it's a thing. Like if, Something's killing your cattle, poison your cat, like a dead carcass of a cattle, and then wait, or, you know, uh, a sick a one. cow, and then wait for something to come and eat it, and then it kills it. So they would do that, or or they would poison um, pest animals, and then birds would come and eat the pet, the, the carcasses and get poisoned by the transitive what a, property. What, what a time to be alive. Yeah. Or dead. Yeah. In taxonomy. Yeah. Uh, other scavengers, though, other vultures and like um, seagulls that scavenge faced the same threats as the California condor, but they didn't have as hard of a, of a time continuing their species. And there's a reason for that. Um, the California condor is what is called an, an uh, a biological anachronism. Which essentially means it's an organism from a different time. Mm. So it's like there's a fruit, an American fruit, uh, North American fruit, that's also a biological anachronism. And it's bitter, hard to digest, um, so animals don't eat it anymore. So the population of these, these fruit are, or this plant that produces this fruit is going down. Because animals aren't eating it and then depositing its seed right. in in poops all over the place. Mm-hmm. But there in the fossil record, there is a mastodon and like mastodon poop with this seed in it that, that like this, apparently this mastodon loved this fruit. So it's the same. It went extinct. So now the, the, the fruit is suffering because it's adapted to mastodons. Right. Another, uh, distribution method. Yes. So the California condor is adapted to a different era uh, in the Americas, but today their biggest strength has become their weakness. Uh, They're among the largest birds on the continent, but their wingspan helps them find food, right? It gives them an an advantage uh, in finding food. They can fly 55 miles per hour um, and up to 50,000 feet or four hundred or forty six hundred meters in the air. Wow! It's like half the half the height of a seven forty seven. The cruising altitude. A seven forty seven doesn't cruise at a hundred thousand feet. Thirty thousand feet. Yeah, so it's more. It's more than the height. I of said a, half, half. The bird flies half the height of a seven forty seven. Fifty fifteen thousand feet. I thought you said. 50,000 No, no, no. 15,000. Like, that's bananas. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, how does it breathe? 
<laughs> no, 15,000 feet. They can travel 150 miles a day looking for food. Large wings means fewer flaps, right? Mm-hmm. You just glide over the... That's my motto. Yes. Large wings, fewer flaps. <laughs> uh, their huge size, however, also means that they need a lot of nutrients to survive. Mm-hmm. They give me no nutrients. Those eagle powers. <laughs> uh, birds that are rearing chicks also need even more food to feed themselves and their offspring. Mm-hmm. Today, condors prefer deers, horses, bears, cattle, and other large mammals. But they'll also eat like rodents and stuff. But like, you see a sm- you you notice a mouse on the ground and you're like thousands of feet in the air. Is it even worth going down? Probably not. You know, when you're looking for a deer. Man, if um, they see a mouse from 15,000 feet. <laughs> yeah, they just, yeah, they, I don't know, I feel like they deserve more. <laughs> like NASA can't even see a mouse. Um, they totally can't. So today, or, but in, in past ages, uh, they had more larger options like the American bison, which used to roam the plains in huge numbers. Um, and then mammoths, giant sloths, uh, saber-toothed tigers, stuff like that. So the thing... So they're just out of large fauna. They're allow- the the extinction of megafauna, which means big animals, um, and the you know the the rise of new hazards with the with humanity um, means that it's a lot harder for them to survive long enough to contribute to their population. They should move to Alaska. Should just repop re relocate them to Alaska because there's lots of large fauna there. There are, but it's also very cold. Just get over it. But like you were talking, knit tiny little like woolen hoods for their for their n- naked pink little be- heads. little beanies. Yeah, um, but also conservation efforts like you were talking you were talking about have been pretty helpful. Um, luckily, they're when they're released into the wild, they can adapt and have children chicks of their own Mm -hmm. that's sometimes an issue with rehabilitated animals or like animals born in captivity captivity they're released and they don't know how to if they do survive they don't know how to like procreate procreate yeah so they they must have done something right It, it was it's a very involved uh method it was apparently the most expensive conservation project ever Interesting. It worked. For now. Yeah. I mean, 450 is not a lot. It is not a lot. It's a, th- That's about how many giraffes we, there were, right? I don't remember. Like, But, uh, it th- I mean, there are more, like, tigers and, and uh, more uh, Sumatran um, orangutans than that. Yeah. So, and those are, much more. those are pretty endangered. Yeah. But, yeah, that's all we got. Nice. That Learn was... about the conservation. There's videos on YouTube. It's fun. Fun. It's fun. That was the California Condor. So for you out there in Podcastia, keep your head clean, sort of new heights, and only eat dead animals that have been cooked. Like the condor in life, death, and taxonomy. <laughs>
Like the government worked to conserve the American condor, you can work to conserve this podcast by spreading the word. Leave a review on your favorite podcast app and tell your friends. At the end of the day, your buds are more likely to listen to you than a five-star review. Though we still appreciate those little stellar accolades. And as always, we need measure-up intros. Thanks for listening and engaging. podcast <laughs> welcome back to life because <laughs> i'm sitting in your chair <laughs> you could do it if you want no, to no 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 I just blow everyone's <laughs> mind